The week is here. The time is near. And we still have no idea what we're going to do it for. However, what we do know is that everybody lies. Sammy, bang that. Turn up your volume. Because you're about to listen to The Sick Podcast. And Bill Show. The sickest Indianapolis Colts podcast. It's going to be sick. Sick, sick. <clears throat> yes, sir. Welcome back to the Anvil Show. I am your host, Clyde, with my two boys. Come on in. Let's go, Pat. Let's go, Acosta. Welcome back. Episode two. How you guys feeling? Great. Pretty good. Yes, great. Pretty good. There's some variants there. I'm feeling amazing. I will just say, you know, for all of our followers, you know, the Fanatic Forge. Is that what we call them? The Forge, Forge fanatics. fanatics. There you go. The yeah. Forge Fanatics. The switch has been amazing. And if you guys really, really want to know why the switch was important, I'll just tell you. And I mean this from the heart of hearts, the way that we can put this show out there and, and the audience that we are able to now connect with is amazing. Four days on episode one, and we're already at like 1.4 views. So it's important. And we're going to live and love it here. Welcome to sick. But anyway, that's neither here or there. It's draft week, right, boys? Yes, sir. Oh, now, I got to interrupt here. I'm glad you look a mighty spiffy today. Oh, can you hold that up a little bit? Look at that. Just some Anvil merch that may or may not come to a place near you. I don't know, a town near you, but no. So I had a custom (laughs) jersey made, a tailgate near you. Exactly. (laughs) Had a custom jersey made um, and it actually turned out pretty well. So later I'll post this on um, our Facebooks and socials. And if you guys like it, maybe we get together and get it created and then make it available at a tailgate. But we're not here to sell merch. We're here to talk NFL draft. And the week is here, like I said, in the opening. And I'm super excited because every year this is like part of Christmas, right? Christmas starts at the combine. And I think this is the close of that early Christmas. Um, And so what will we do? We have a lottery pick this year at four. We already talked about quarterbacks last week. But this week it's important to dive into what our GM is saying. He had a presser the other day and it was must see TV. And with that, Sammy, run first clip, please. Open to working with any style. How do you zero in on what fits you the best if he's kind of open to whatever? Yeah, that, no, and that's a good thing. I mean, that's not a – that opens the – I mean, that that broadens the field for you. And, that you know, that's a good thing. And I think as we've gone through the process of – you know, all the evaluations and coming down to what we think will be best for the Indianapolis Colts. Um, whoever we end up taking is is going to be that guy, and he'll make it work. Now, that is in response to what we kind of talked about last week. He was asked, given Shane Steichen's background and the ability to work with multiple quarterbacks, would it matter? So now, boys, we're going to reattack that. So hearing that from Chris Ballard, First, I'll start with this kind of a trick question. Does he show his hand to any quarterback, in your opinion? 
Patrick, I'll let you start since you just had a sip of whatever that is to get you going. <laughs> he has absolutely not showed his hand. Okay. But I'll bring up, and I, it, man, I scoured and scoured and scoured for this video. Um, but it was an interview he did at the combine. All right. And he was, Chris was talking about, no, we're good at four and we wholeheartedly believe we're going to get the best player in the draft at four didn't say best quarterback oh don't start that <laughs> he said hey you know how chris is you know how you know how chris is no. so as as we're rolling out these topics for the show and, and coming into the draft come uh into the draft this week it got me thinking back to that thinking hmm maybe he he showed his hand there and nobody's picked up on it. But this was about a quarterback specifically, though, because he was talking about Shane Steichen. But I know the video you're talking about, and I remember that because you sent it to the group. And then me, I can't find it. Yeah, and I hope it was because it was deleted because nobody wants to hear anything outside of a quarterback <laughs> because that's not what we're trying to hear. But Casa, I'm gonna kick it over to you. Did Chris show his hand in any way answering Absolutely. that question for the quarterback? Absolutely not. I mean, he's uh, what I gathered from it is he's, you know, whoever we get, uh, you know, whoever top four quarterback we get, we're going to, um, you know, as Shane Steigen's resume shows, he's going to build up any quarterback that we bring. So, right. I mean, he's confident in anyone that we, that anybody that's there, because we know there's rumors of people trading up, people trading down, and blah, 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 blah. So, whoever we get, you know, he's confident that Shane Steigen can coach him up no matter what his talent level might be, because it's, they're determined to make this young man, you know, their guy. So, I think this is what's important here, uh, and maybe I'm going to completely just <laughs> blow this up and make it more. You know, I like to overthink things. But it could be very interesting, yet scary to also think that as fans, we have to admit to ourselves that we have to be okay with multiple options here. Like, he's not centered on one guy, and our whole draft doesn't go kaput if that said guy is gone. They have done such amazing work, in my opinion, that they've already kind of decided and declared that, hey, you know what? It doesn't matter who we get. <laughs> like, because we have a system in play with the quarter with the coach that we have that he can work with any of these guys' skill set. I don't think that changes the offense too dramatically, but it also gives them more options. And that right there is power. That's like a super Swiss mm -hmm. army knife. And I think fans, we have to start gripping with that because, as we talked last week, you kind of get hives when you hear the word Will Levis. <laughs> you know what I mean? And there's other fans that get hives when they hear Anthony Richardson because he's so raw. And there's people who get frustrated when they hear C.J. Stroud may not come our way because that's the guy that they really want. So, man, this is very unique. I honestly believe usually, I mean, you know, GMs will tell you whatever they want to, but I usually think the GMs know who they want, right? But it sounds like the Colts know who they are okay with. And that's different because it's like, Hey, we're not going to do nothing crazy to go get this guy when we've evaluated these other guys and they fit the bill too. That's power. So now I'm starting to maybe understand with only three days to go now, man, you're going to hear a lot of things. And somebody brought this up about the Vikings, right? That was the latest rumor. Vikings slide up to three. Um, and they're talking about that was a really real possibility. And, of course, Colts fans start to molt, <laughs> like hairs falling out, you know, and then sweating, like getting hives because, oh, my goodness, somebody's going to come take our guy. But 
listening to that answer, there's multiple guys that are our guy. That's how and, I believe. And, and there's got to be, especially with a GM like Chris. Yeah. You know, he prefers draft capital over that one guy that everybody's targeting. Yeah. He would, you know, and and I've said it on this show before. I love how he builds this team, you know, because it's besides the quarterback, it's it's a balanced team on right. all three fronts. Right. Versus go back and look at the polling years. We were so heavily on offense. Our defense sucked. Suffered. And 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 that yeah. kept us out of a lot of Super Bowls, in my opinion. Right. And then when Absolutely. our defense started <clears throat> catching up to our offense, magically we're in two Super Bowls. Facts. And it's so and yeah, and then we had just missed the window of time. You know what I mean? Like, not that our team looked old by any means, but you can tell, like, God, if they would have just peaked like they're peaked now three years ago, we'd have blew the Saints out of the water. We'd have beat the Saints by been 35 to 10 or something like, like you know what i mean like the year to Peyton went nuts in like oh four then i think he went nuts again like oh five like if we show up with that team in oh nine i mean well if, we, if that offense shows up in oh nine yeah the saints come on man what they 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 run the same defense as us some busted cover two that gets lucky here and there and gets a game winning pick but oh five Peyton manning no he destroys them bro it's not even funny <laughs> like it, but anyway, that's neither here or there. Those are moments that we cry deeply because we should have four Super Bowls at least, minimum. At least, just at that least. Alone. Oh my God, don't do it to me. But anyway, full, stick with Shane Steichen. <laughs> too soon, too late, <laughs> too never. I don't know. But uh, <laughs> sticking with Shane Steichen with that, with that also that point. I think the other thing that came out of that, not only does he not show his hand to any guy, but I think he shows, and this is important, and I think a lot of people are missing this. He shows ultimate confidence that this, I know a lot of people have seen draft day with Kevin Costner. This is not a Chris Ballard pick. He's listening to Shane Steichen. And that doesn't, now I'm not trying to draw some like, you know, crazy divide between him and Frank Wright. But what I'm saying is you knew, we knew Colts fans were just aware that Chris Ballard was very much like, okay, Frank, here's a player, make it work. I think this is completely different. I think this is, hey, we got this coach in. He's kind of a savant. He's young. He has ideas. Who do you want? And he's like, look, man, I'm not playing. We can do this. We can do this. We can do this. And this guy, that guy, and this guy fits the bill. So don't do anything drastic up top. Just trust in the system. And we just are in a great draft for me to be able to work with multiple guys. And that right there is some of the things I feel like are working behind the scenes that us Colts fans are not giving anyone the benefit of doubt for. How do you guys feel about that? I have like to Pat, agree with you. Did I blow your mind, Pat? And he's like, whoa. No, no. I'm, <laughs> just I'm, ready, to go on, I'm ready to go on this one. <laughs> I'm, just I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. But, Costa, you get to start this time. What do you feel about that? I mean, I absolutely agree, man. I mean, it's just Shane Stocking is so, you know – just so driven, man. He's so passionate. He's so determined to win a championship. This is his first opportunity, and obviously he doesn't want to muck it up, right? right. So, uh, so you know, and Chris obviously trusts him. You know, like he said, I don't think there's going to be a, like a divide there or anything. But, I mean, man, the dude knows what he's doing, obviously. He's built some of the best quarterbacks in the league that we know today. So, it's just right. like, you know, he knows he knows what he's doing. His okay. uh, Second year's OC, you know, he called the plays. They went to a Super Bowl. I mean, he obviously just knows what he's doing. It's just that obvious and that simple. And we're just, you know, we're going to trust him. He's like you said, he's got great ideas. He's got 
Um, probably a great scheme for the offense coming up. So, I mean, yeah, I mean, why not? Why not listen to him? Why not? All right, Pat, you you about to do your hand rub? <laughs> no, I, I've been warned against that. I've got too many calluses. Sounds like cheese graters going together. But anyway, I'll remind everybody. Oh my god! <laughs> at, at Coach Shane's introduction press conference, you know, quarterback was brought up several times, and basically the point he drove home was. I want the guy that's going to live, sleep, eat, and breathe football 24-7. Okay, that's that's a box that that Shane wants checked off. He wants that guy, that mentality. Is it Bryce Young? Is it C.J. Stroud, Anthony Richards, Will Levis, uh, or the dude out of Purdue? I don't... Oh, I don't goodness. know, but Wait, slow down, Patrick. <laughs> I'm just saying, I'm just mean. throwing names out there. Yeah, but to That's me, Aiden. to me, what they're doing is they're checking off all their boxes. Nobody else's box matters to them. Facts. These are our boxes. Which quarterbacks check off the most boxes? Okay. And they've got three or four prospects that's checked all the boxes and that they're okay with. And that's what you're going to see come draft night is who's available that checks off the most boxes. Man, listen, before we switch to the next one, I'm so pumped for this because it just feels different. I mean, it's not because it's the the, the next year. It just feels different. Yeah, we still like, got the same guy at the hand, but Steichen, it just feels different. The energy, the energy is real. Like, you know, a major yeah. change is coming. And, that's right. for the, and it feels like it's definitely for the better. Now right, let me remind right. you guys of that same inter- that introduction interview that they at, or no it was the uh, end of season interview okay. they did with Chris and he said I fired myself a dozen times and this yeah. and that and then he talks about I'm going to go back and I'm going to reevaluate the way I do things because we've got shortcomings here here and here and it starts with me so you're seeing what the man said he was going to do. He reevaluated himself, his process, and look where we're at. And with that, Sammy, let's hear more from Chris Ballard. Clip number two, please. You know that all, right? Yep. So I'm curious into that. Like, have you decided what you're willing to give up if you want to move up to three? Let's just say. Well, that's saying we want to move up. I knew it was coming. <laughs> <laughs> at least you won't be sitting. I mean, the good news is at least you won't be sitting around all day till the second round. (laughs) Okay. And for all of our fans, and not the fans of the Anvil, but the fans of the Indianapolis Colts and the Horseshoe, that's your answer to are we moving up? It's probably going to be a no. I'm just going to sit here and tell you going up to three, even crazier, going up to two, probably off the books now he didn't say anything about backing it up and lord please oh my goodness <laughs> i can't yeah i cannot stand through another back it up but we're definitely not going to push it forward so how do you guys feel about hearing that almost confirmation that let's stop talking about going to three pat i'll start with you well it made me feel good because he says nobody's going to be waiting until round two so that tells me that he's not trading back. 
or trading out of the first round at least. He might trade back, but still in the first round. But remembering what he said at the beginning of this thing about lying to people, dancing around, and he, he flat said, I'm going to be dancing today. So is that part of his dance? Okay. I don't know. <laughs> Why do you always got to take the take that's always questioning everything? <laughs> Country, get in there and undo that. He just gives me more doubt. You can't, you can't, uh, you can't undo that. This is my, my birthday week, bro, and you're giving me anxiety. You don't get a whole week for your damn birthday. You're a grown-ass man. Let the man celebrate his damn birthday, bro. You get two hours for your birthday. That's it. Now get your ass back to work. Maybe when you're north of 50. <laughs> but when you still down here with me, like, no, like, wait a minute. I mean, Pat, I'm sorry that you were born in the Stone Ages. That's how they did things back I then. My joints still work, Pat. You hear that? Nothing. <laughs> God, I'm so jealous right now. <laughs> <laughs> I, I I fling my arms around like that. It's gonna sound like I just poured a bowl of Rice Krispies. <laughs> you know what? Or, or it's gonna sound like some hands clapping. Oh my god! <laughs> okay, country, stay on task because he's not. So, can we confirm that we're definitely not moving up now? Can you put everybody to bed on? All the crazy talk you've heard about, oh, Colts come up, oh, Colts come up. You know, what do you think now? Absolutely. I mean, we're going to, we're definitely going to stay at four. The press conferences from Shane Steichen and Chris Ballard, the multiple ones they've had, you know, especially like at the combine, they kept saying we're comfortable at four. We're staying at four. Four is where we like it to be. The second best, you know, player is going to be at four when it gets there. We're comfortable at four. You know, it, just, it was all, it was a Ferris wheel just going around, over, around and around and around and around. So, I mean, it was just they, – they definitely confirmed that we're going to be staying at four. I mean, just depending on what might happen. You never know. It's the NFL draft. You know, it's a, it's a strategic chess game. You know, you never know right. what might happen. But, but you know, I think, you know, we're going to stay comfortable at four. It's just they've said it too many times now. So, there's something I want to bring up. So, again, and this is – matter of fact, you know what? It's better if I wait. So, I'll, com- I'll comment on that on that well before I, I get onto it. But, anyway, staying with this one. I will say this. We've heard our fan base go absolutely nuts, right? We have heard things such as let's just tank and wait for Caleb Williams next year, like which is absurd. This year hasn't even started and people already want to blow it away. Um, Marvin Harrison Jr., all that. Marvin Harrison Jr. Like, I mean, and so to have this position, and we've talked about this before, like it's just a year where unfortunately it was the year that we were bad. And now we're kind of in the middle of, oh, my goodness, would it be great to now look back at our record like, man, we lost two other games. (laughs) Right. So now we're at two. Now we're at, you know, at least three. But never has four felt so far back. (laughs) Like four kind of feels like 29 this year or something. It's crazy. Oh, dude, I'm gonna have anxiety. I'm gonna have anxiety when we're watching the draft Thursday night. It's gonna be like we're only at two. Like I felt like it's already been an hour. And I think that's simply because there's so many things that are just floating around. Meanwhile, I think the draft room for Indianapolis coach is like locked and loaded. You know what I mean? I think yeah, and I think there will be surprises, which I'm going to bring up here shortly. Um, But with my thoughts, with that fan base, finally put it to bed. Not gonna happen. Stand it for Sammy. Roll clip three, please. How much lying do you think goes on right now? Oh, everybody's lying. I might be the most honest, unfortunately. 
Um, but everybody's lying. You guys lie? I think you know Melly well enough. Like, usually if you answer a question, I'll either dance around it or give you an answer. Today I'm a dancer. <laughs> and this is by far my favorite clip. <laughs> this is my favorite clip of them all. And the reason why this is my favorite clip is because I think that that's what we get caught up in. And everybody talks about smoke screens and this, that, and the other. But the truth of the matter is, flat out, like, who do they owe any truth to, right? Like, mm -hmm. you ask Chris Ballard or you ask any other any of the other 31 GMs, they can come up there because they have to. They're obligated. But they don't owe you the truth. Like, and then why would they show their hand, right? Like, I mean, if, if football was really that open and shut, then there's no reason to play the game. It's all going to be it's a little bit of strategy, a little bit of mind games, a little bit of chess play. And so ultimately just stating that he, that everyone lies, but he's the most honest. I give him kudos for like giving himself a little bit <laughs> of integrity. <laughs> but Chris Pilar is lying his ass off most of the time too. When they're asking these questions, they so want to be the first to write in their, you know, papers or whatever, or their articles. So this is my favorite clip simply because he's truth telling, but he's still in, still not telling us anything, but everybody lies. Hence the title of the show. So Pat, <laughs> everybody's lying about Will Levis being our guy, right? Everybody's lying about Anthony Richardson being a bust, right? Like, I mean, really, what do we know? So I'll, so I'll start with you. Since everybody's lies, what's true? <laughs> it, it, I don't know. I, I have no idea. It, it, right. it is the season of lying right now. That's... And it's not in an, until Saturday night when the draft concludes. Yes, it's true. You and know, you know it, the truth. And and I like how how blunt and honest he is about it. Everybody's lying, and I'm not <laughs> going to tell you what the hell I'm doing either. So don't ask me his questions, or I'm lying to you too. I'm a dance today, <laughs> you know. <laughs> but what what is funny though is last month we seen reports that were negative about Will Levis. Mm -hmm. This month we're seeing positive reports about Will Levis, but negative reports about C.J. Strauss. Oh, yeah. Saying how poor he's done on the on that S2 and, you know, and all this other stuff. It's just the, the mainstream media that's doing the silly stuff to get clickbaits. And, you know, yeah. he said he said that, too. I don't mean to cut you off, Pat, but he said in another clip, which we didn't we didn't get, but he was stating about he doesn't like it when people come out with this you know undisclosed news he's like what's the point right like at this point mostly all of the teams have done their homework and they know this <clears throat> so you're just breaking something that maybe the teams have already known and settled with and now it's like oh okay so everybody knows it doesn't change anything right but anyway i mean right. look at Laramie Tunsil a couple of years ago right like the whole gas mask with the weed and whatever now this mm -hmm. dude just got paid the highest tackle money ever it's like that never even happened right so what was the point of coming out and exposing him when now he's the highest paid tackle in the game? Because it's click, it, it's it's media <laughs> clickbait. It, it's right. it. It's how they make their money mm -hmm. in journalism. It, you know the the scare tactics, the the negativity. You know, for some ungodly reason, people are drawn to that shit. That's yeah, why man. they do it. Yeah, it's like watching the Kardashians, right? Thank you. <laughs> Which you are a fan of the Kardashians. No. No. Oh, don't lie to now that no. just because we're on a new network, don't be acting like you don't watch the Kardashians. You used to send us never. Okay, I'm just he watched he watches Chris Lee knows best. <laughs> that I do watch. 
I knew it. Oh I knew God. it. You probably watch the view during the daytime, don't you, Pat? No. He sets her in his shop and he just sits her on his yeah. laptop and that's what he does. He acts like he's working, but he's actually watching Christian. If, if I have time to watch TV and my sports aren't on, I watch old reruns of MASH. That's it. Wow. Okay, wow, country. Uh, <laughs> that's about the Korean War. A lot of people get that confused that it's, that it's Vietnam. It's definitely Korean War. And that's telling you something about that guy on our left side. But anyway. <laughs> the, the bad thing is I've been up and down most of those mountains you see in that show. Okay. Jesus Christ. All right. Where are you at? Uh, okay. You're, you're old. On Everybody Lies. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, obviously, it's it's a battle plan. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, we hear historically, I mean, Okay, I'm gonna sound. I'm gonna say something, and don't get offended by it, anybody. I promise. But it's like you know, football is not you know obviously close to war or anything like that. But it's like I'm comparing it to it, like the, st- the strategy between you know opposing armies. They're gonna have strategic capabilities. One army's gonna know things about the other, mm-hmm. but the the real strategy they will not never know. So they might lie about it or have like a um, a distraction to deter them from something, you know, their actual strategy. So it's just like, it's the same thing. I mean, there's a reason why they call the draft room, the war room. That's where all the strategy goes in. So, I mean, so secret. Yep. It's top secret. So, um, yeah, I mean, yeah, everybody has to lie. I mean, who wants to show their hand? Like, honestly, because I mean, I wouldn't want to. Yeah. So, so I mean, (laughs) I mean, go ahead. No, I'll just say all 32 GMs need to atone for their sins of lying. (laughs) <laughs> all bad men, <laughs> and, that, and that was me dancing. Shame. Hey, listen, and uh, listen to this though before we move to the last Shame. clip. So, oh yeah, Game of Thrones. I like that. Uh, so somebody, and this guy is unknown. He's just an AFC scout via Bleacher Report. Check this oh. out. This is the most ridiculous thing I've ever heard in my life. The Colts would probably love <laughs> for someone to jump them and select Stroud so they can take Levis. You want to talk about people just saying stuff. And that is a perfect segue for the final clip. Sammy, please roll that audio. Or basically the top two, Young and Stroud. And here in the last week or so, all of a sudden, it's changing a lot. Um, I don't expect you to know what Houston's thinking of, too, but do you, is this an example of just there's so much time going on that people just get bored and start saying different things? Is, is that normal? Well, it, what what I always find interesting is like who's lining them up. You know what I mean? I mean who's lining them up? Um, and you're not. I don't know if I think if you polled 32 teams, you might get 32 different answers of how they would have them lined up. So and I'm not going to sit here and tell you who we have lined up: one, two, three, and four. Um, and even five and six. I think there's some other players in this draft that are pretty good too. But I, you know who's lining them up? I mean, you know they don't have any they don't have any skin in the game. They, they don't. It's a little different. They have no skin. It's easy to line them up and be wrong. And then when you're right one out of ten times, you scream at the top of your lungs that I told you so. But no, who's lining them up? That is important because a lot of times. We run with things, and it's clickbait, as Pac just mentioned in the last segment, and you can't wait to post it. You can't wait to hear, you know, people's opinions about it. And, like, I just read that this guy is unknown. He's just an AFC <laughs> reporter. What does that mean? 
right? Is that even real? Could be this AI thing that's coming out. Somebody just comes mm-hmm. up. But I say that to say that's really important to keep in mind because like Chris Ballard illustrated, even when it's people like Todd Mache or Mel Kuyper, people who actually get paid for their analysis, what is their connection or, you know, anything truly to any team? Nothing, right? Like, they're not going up there to be, you know, biased in any way or, you know, they 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 really want this team to do well. I'm sure they have their favorite teams because they grew up in some part of America. And that's what we do uh, as Americans. We like football and we root for our home team. But in doing their job, they're not selling us that. So I feel like us fan base, <laughs> we have to realize every source is not credible. But even sources that are credible are still not <laughs> all knowing. Right. And we have to get away from that. Um, And so with that said, I'll kick off this last segment for you guys. But who is lining them up and why does things like that have so much emphasis on what we may or may not do? Acosta, I'll start with you. How do you feel about that last segment? I mean, man, it's just like you said, who's lining them up? So in the cold war room, I think Chris Bowden obviously likes the team effort. So, you know, they're they're getting everybody's vote on who they want to line up and stuff like that. But I can't I can't really say for the other teams who's actually lining them up. But I mean, um, but yeah, I mean it's for us, I just think it's a team effort. Um, you know, who's line who's lining up? I think it's just all of us. Yeah, and it's internal, right? So yes. again, so he, him addressing that a reporter was like well, if, you know, Joe Blow and whoever outside of our organization is lining up, go for it. I'm, I'm sure everybody thinks that, I mean, and nowadays you can bet anything, right? So who's to say that, you know, on draft day, you know, DraftKings and FanDuel and everybody else <laughs> is going to have all kind of odds out there to be made, right? So right now, odd makers are just trying to play the best odds they can to make the most money. But listening to some kind of inside reporter, Chris Ballard also talked about that in another portion of his press. He was like, yeah, we're not leaking nothing. So anybody that says they have an inside or they know something that you guys haven't heard from me (laughs) or another part of the brass is basically BS and bogus, which I think that we sometimes get lost in that. Right. So anyway, Pat, Chris Ballard is like your big brother slash father figure mentor, all these other things. (laughs) Daddy, who's, who's lining them up for you? <laughs> well, and and I like that statement he made. You know that all these so-called experts—they have no skin in the game. If they're wrong, they're going to come back to next year's, the following draft, and do it all over again. Big facts. If mm-hmm. these GMs and these scouts—if they're wrong, they lose their job. You know, so I think that's that, that's real important to keep in mind going towards Thursday uh, and further into the future, you know, that these guys have to be right. You know, and that's one of the reasons we haven't seen Chris Ballard draft a high QB yet because he hasn't seen that guy. Because if I'm going to spend this pick, it's going to be the right guy. It's going to be my guy. That QB hasn't been there. We've seen it definitely last year. First QB taken off the board was Pickett and oh, yeah. uh, what, 2027 20, or something, something around that a- area? It was later. I don't know if it was that late, but it was in the 20s. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like you know, so evidently he wasn't going to go after a quarterback last year. 
You know, now who's he seeing this year? I don't know. But just like us, if we're wrong in our mock drafts when we do it, we don't get fired. <laughs> you know, yeah. we don't have to uproot our families to go right. find another job. You know, these guys do. So I, I, that comment really smacked me across the face. I'm like, makes a lot of damn sense. And I never looked at it that way, you know, because yeah. I've, yeah. I've, I've watched all those guys, <laughs> Derek, Jer- uh, Daniel, Jeremiah, Mel Kuyper, uh, the other guy you mentioned, um, uh, who did I mention? Todd McShay. Mache. Uh, yeah. Grand yeah. Yano, all those guys, it, it, you know, and they do a fabulous job, but it comes down to if they're wrong, nothing happens to them. Right. But on the other side, at the organization level, if they're wrong and they're real, real wrong, see you later. Bye. You real, real gone, right? <laughs> real, real gone. <laughs> About like we are this evening. So one last parting shot, guys, because there's no way we can do this uh, to the people who are going to listen. So draft is in, you know, three days, like we've been saying. And we all have to confirm a pick getting out of here. So, Acosta, you're up first. With the fourth pick, the Indianapolis Colts select. I'm going to go bold, man. CJ, MF, and Stroud. CJ, MF, and Stroud. All right, Pat. Rolling over to you with the fourth pick, the Indianapolis Colts select. Gonzalez, cornerback. Right. Don't you Omaha me. <laughs> Brought him. Brought him. You asked me who, and I gave you. I can't even find like it. Are you serious? It's a very good possibility. No, hell no. Are you serious? Are are we? Are you leaving the air with that? Are you serious? Oh my god. Okay. Okay. I can see it. In in some small sense, I can. Would you just pick a pick? You prima donna. Quarterback, I ain't gonna pick the same one you picked. <laughs> it's okay. So, it's so okay. You stay with Carter. No, I'll, I'll go with it. If he goes outside a quarterback, it's it's probably gonna be one of those edge rushers or defensive tackles. You know what? If he doesn't go quarterback, okay. You're done. <laughs> with the fourth pick <laughs> in the 2023 NFL draft, the Indianapolis Colts select. <sighs> Anthony Richardson, University of Florida. What? And with that, Sammy, take us out of here. <laughs> Let's go. And that's a wrap. Hope you don't miss us too much until next time. Follow the Sick Podcast and Bill Show on YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, Google Play, and Apple Podcasts.